Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast, where you'll find fresh messages uploaded weekly. Pathway Church is a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. We hope that what you hear today will help you to take one step closer to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. So last summer, uh, my family and I went on a trip to the east coast of Canada, which is something we've actually done multiple times uh, over the past six or seven years. And I don't know how many of you have taken that trip, but it's actually a very simple trip. Um, You simply enter the coordinates of your first stop into your GPS. There's not a lot of turns, not a lot of different ramps or anything. It's not complicated at all. So last year, again, we've done this trip multiple times. And last year we're doing it at this point, Carolyn is driving and we're taking the toll road that goes around Montreal because everyone knows you want to avoid going right through Montreal. And the beauty of this toll road is the price to use that toll road is about doing about seven kilometers on the 407, something like that. And uh, so we're on the toll road. Life is good. We're going to be in Edmonston uh, later that evening and everything is good. We're following the GPS, just following the blue line. And then it happened. Then it happened. All of a sudden on the GPS, a message comes up and it says there's congestion ahead. And then a second later, it said there was actually an accident. And the stop that we wanted to have that day was now going to take us two hours longer. So frustrating. But fortunately for us, with the GPS, it has this feature that it offers you a different route. So we just picked the different route. The blue line moved a little bit. No problem. No problem, that is, until we went, started going off the ramp, and the road went in a Y right away. And to add to the confusion, there was another road that actually ran parallel to this first road. This is when our GPS lost its mind. That blue line kept skipping from the left to the right to the center, and it kept saying, recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. And then Carolyn's like, which way am I going? And I remember just looking at the signs. I'm like, this GPS is useless right now. I'm looking at the signs. I know the direction I want to go, but we're in Quebec now. And I see one sign that says Est and one that says Ouest. As you can tell, I am fluent in French. But in that moment, I made the wrong decision. I'm like, go that way. To make matters worse, it veered off again, like 50 meters onto this new road that was already the wrong road. There was no good decision here. I made another judgment call. Another bad one. And it was 20 minutes later of recalculating and circling and doing figure eights on the east side of Montreal that we were finally back on the road. And I think about this, and it kind of makes me laugh and reminds me of what the last six months have felt like for all of us. Maybe for our work, uh, for school, and certainly for church. I can speak to that absolutely. It's been constantly recalculating. And community has been no different. In fact, it's almost felt like we've lost a little bit of community, hasn't it? Those those friends, those connections, uh, the ways we can care for each other, to pray for each other in person, um, those things have changed, if not have been lost. And I think also what spiritual growth looks like has changed so drastically. For us to grow in, in the knowledge of God, in our trust of God, and grow in the intimacy of God. These are really important things. And I'm the connections pastor at Pathway. This is kind of where my role lies. And I know all of this has felt like it's changed. Felt like it's changed. So we're going to be talking 
about a parable. And I'm going to be reading a parable in the Gospel of Luke chapter 8. And this parable is about growth. It is about growth. And you've probably heard it many times if you've been in church. And maybe there's some people listening to this have never heard this parable. This story that Jesus was using as an illustration. And uh, we're going to go through that right now. And then we'll jump right into the content for today. So here we are in Luke 4. We're going to start... Or, Luke 8, we're going to start in verse 4. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow a seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And then something really neat happens. The disciples are asking Jesus, like, why are you talking in these, like, almost like riddles, these stories? And and this is one of the few, maybe the only parable that Jesus actually goes on to explain further. And he does so starting in verse 11, where it says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. So the example in that story, that that is the word of God, the truth of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing, they fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. I'm not the first person to talk about the parable of the sower. There might be more sermons about this parable than almost any other parable or teaching. There's so many of them, and there's so many really good ones. In fact, one of the best ones I've ever heard was preached at this church by our pastor, Pastor Nathan. And I went back into the archives, and you can do this too, and I would encourage you to do so. If you go to our website, you can go to sermons, single messages, and if you dial that back all the way to May 29th, 2016, you will listen to a sermon that will change your life. And and I'm going to be talking a little bit about the last point, but I'll give you the three points that Pastor Nathan had in that message. The first one was that God plants seeds and his design for those seeds is that they would grow. And that's a really important truth that we would all understand. The second point is that God is generous. Whether the area of our heart is is sounding kind of like what Jesus was saying as rocky soil or good soil or soil with weeds, whatever that looks like, God is generous. He spreads that seed no matter what. And the final point of that message was the potential of the seed is only limited by the soil. The potential of the seed is only limited by the soil. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit this morning, about how we grow, what things prevent us from growing, and then community's role in helping us grow. And probably the last third of my talk today, I'm going to talk about really practical ways that we can be in community and we can see some of that spiritual growth happen because of it. So I'm going to jump right in. Um, to the different soil types. I'll be really quick on each of them. The first one was the path that Jesus talked about. See, this is when we have a hard heart. And, And this might be because of pride or some other sin. But this is when we hear the word, we hear the truth, 
but we do nothing. Whether because we're too lazy or too arrogant, we choose to do nothing. And before you sit here thinking, oh, that's my husband, or that is clearly my teenage son. I, no, no, it's probably you, because I know it's me. I absolutely know it's me. And this is the thing with all these different types of soil. It's not like this person is the path and that person's clearly full of weeds and that one, well, he's really holy. He's all good soil. We all have different areas in our life that we need to work on to different degrees and we fall into these things. The thing is, if we don't do anything, and this is what the path is all about, if we do nothing with the truth, there's not going to be any progress. There's not going to be any growth. We've all heard those sermons that were like, Yes, that was amazing. How did Pastor Nathan know I was going through this? How did God know this was happening in my life? And sadly, often in my life, two weeks later, we can't even remember what was talked about that week. The potential for change is gone. That's the first one. The second is the rocky soil. And this is the soil that when the going gets tough, we fall away. When our faith is tested, we say, all right, I give up. I give up. This isn't worth it. See, people with lots of rocks in their garden, or maybe there's certain areas of your life where there's lots of rocks in your garden, we tend to have a very surface faith. We don't grow. We simply can't grow because we reach so far and then something hard happens and we're like, no, thank you. I think a really practical example could be someone who's new to faith. You learn about Jesus who came to this earth and died on a cross so that we can have forgiveness of sins and we receive that gladly. But then we read a scripture that says that we actually need to forgive the people that have wronged us. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know about that. I don't know if I can go that far. If you've ever asked questions like that or processed information like that, maybe there's some rocky soil in your life. And I think the next one is weeds. Or I think in the scripture it said thorns. And uh, these are the distractions in life. It might be the worry and cares of the world. Those might be your distractions. Or oftentimes, especially in Canada, in our country, it can be the pleasures of life. They can actually be good things. But as soon as they become bigger than God, as soon as they become the focus, they're no longer good things. They're actually in the way of how we can grow spiritually. And we just talked about maybe all the bad things, the ways that prevent us from growing. But there's good soil as well. And we all have some of this, whether we realize it or not. But I think the point is we need to cultivate more of our hearts so there is more good soil in our life. So that when we hear something, a truth that can help us, we would act. So that when the going gets hard, we push through and we keep going and we put our trust in God even when it's really hard. That we would keep focused on Jesus because we know that he is the only eternal thing despite all the distractions that are all around us. And here's the thing. I think that community plays a big role in this. I think community plays a role in how we cultivate our heart because nowhere in scripture do you see lone wolf Christians that are just getting closer to God and becoming more like him all alone. Every time I see in scripture, it's with other people. It's in the context of community. And and I wanted to talk about just a few of them and I got the fancy flip chart, our high-tech flip chart right here how the community can help us grow. And I'm going to go through each of these really quickly and then we're going to get uh, very practical for us right now. The first one is wrestle with the conversation. And that might sound a little 
sound a little funny, but really, it's conversation where we will just wrestle down the truths of God. This is our way of stirring the ground in our heart. It's the way that we can enable growth. See, and this is really important. This is where a good concept that sparks something in our mind that is like, wow, that's really great. That's a great concept. That's where that transforms into a life-changing truth. Good concept into life-changing truth. And it happens when we talk with people, find out their experiences, our experience. We disagree with each other, but that sharpens us. This is something that's so important. It is one way that community can help us grow. The second one is encouragement. And you might say, oh, that's kind of a lightweight one. Well, I don't think it is. I think that as we go through those hard times, as we have difficulty trusting God in certain seasons or certain areas of our life, it's that encouragement that's going to help us through, isn't it? It's that encouragement that will make us take that next step. And it's so, so important. The next one I want to talk about is kind of that, that thorny ground where we need to refocus our priorities. Just a really quick story. About five years ago, I was in a life group and um, we were leading the group and it was in January. So we had a new member. So we, if you've been in a group before, you know, we tell our stories. We get to know each other at the beginning of group. And this one, we, we just decided to do is like seven or eight questions, just kind of get to know you. Most of it was fun. And we came to the question, what is the one household chore you never want to do again? And honestly, it was entertaining. As people went around, it's like, I hate doing this. And you'll have like me saying, I hate doing the dishes. I never want to do the dishes again. And then my wife's beside me. You've never done the dishes. What are you talking about? And so there was lots of humor and all this. And it was fun. And we were kind of getting to know each other a little bit. And then something changed that was really impactful. I remember it being mildly impactful in the moment. But the fact that I remember it five years later, say, it had more impact than that. And that was someone many of you would know. Her name is Tamara Schilling. And we all went around the circle and we're all making jokes about what we hate doing. And uh, she flipped everything on us. Because she's like, I can't think of anything. She's like, I do everything because I love my family. And I want to do that. Wow, (laughs) what a perspective change. What a perspective change. Without community, I'm just going to keep not doing the dishes. Carolyn's going to be frustrated with it. And we're just you know, happily going our way. But that perspective change was really impactful for me. Gets to the motivation. Why do we do what we do? And that is just another way the community can help us grow. The final one is to give back. As we have areas in our life that there is good soil, healthy soil that God is going to grow in, I think it's important that we use that to give back. And by doing that, we're going to help other people grow but we're going to grow even more. It talks about 100-fold growth. And I think this is a big way that happens. As we have good soil, we bring other people. We give back. And you know, we model it. Someone going through something they've never been able to beat before, it is way easier to watch someone modeling how to walk through that trial or whatever that is you're going through. You know, I, I was thinking of an example of this would be generosity. If you have a hard time being generous, and you just always want to count pennies and all that, hang out with someone who's generous. I, I know I have certain friends that are so generous. And to see them in action is actually what helps me change. To watch them pay for someone who's behind them in a line, to watch them just buy um, a child a present, someone in the church they're not even really connected to, and they'll show up with like a $50 present. You're like, what are you doing? They're like, they just love to be generous. They understand that that is good soil. And I think that modeling helps us to grow as a community. Thing is, our purpose 
in groups, in life groups at Pathway Church. We want to connect relationally. We want to grow spiritually. That's important. That's really important. Our purpose is we want to create genuine communities that produce growing and active disciples. And here's the thing. Just like our trip out east, the destination has not changed. We're just going to get at it a different way. And we've been recalculating, trying to find other ways that we can have community when we can't meet in groups of 15. Other ways to see that spiritual growth when we can't always have all of these exactly how we've had them before. See, that community is important because it creates the environment for growth in our spiritual walk. It's kind of like the greenhouse. And in that greenhouse, growth can happen. And that growth so often involves other people in our journey. So I just wanted to take a few minutes now, and I'm going to talk about some ways that we're hoping to provide this community and these opportunities for spiritual growth at Pathway this year. And four of them are very slight variations of what we've done previously. One is kind of a new concept, and I think you'll see those right below me. You'll see all the options as I talk through them. Um, The first option is going to be ongoing life groups. Um, They're groups that met last year, and they want to keep meeting. Honestly, some of them have met all summer long. Some of them have already started meeting, and every person in those groups gets an off-ramp. But those groups will continue meeting, and that will be uh, the answer for community for some right now. And, And as the restrictions have eased a little bit, it's a little bit easier to meet. Some will choose to do it via Zoom anyway. I know there's some groups, they're meeting all the men one week, all the ladies the next week. There's lots of ways they can do it, and they're going to keep going. The second way is new groups. And really, they're the same as any life group we've had previously. It's just they're going to be smaller because we have to take into account the number of people, including kids. Um, And there's going to be some tensions with this, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Finding enough host homes and, and enough leaders and keeping some consistency as, again, guidelines may change throughout the year. But this is something we're open to, and we'll, we'll be having these groups. Um, one of the tension is we might have some leaderless groups, but that's okay. We, we have a way through that. I'll be working with those groups, and that is another option. A third option will be short-term groups. We've done this in the past, uh, really hoping to do starting point starting in October, um, just uh, an eight-week journey where we look at faith, whether you're new to faith, you're just looking at faith, maybe you've lost your faith. Maybe if someone asked you right now to describe your faith, you wouldn't have any idea how to even word that. Maybe this is something for you. And we're going to try and do that in person at first. If there's a second wave and we have to change it up, we'll change it up. But that's going to be one of the options. Another will be hope and resilience. Um, When we sent a survey out um, just a couple weeks ago, there was a few topics listed there And it was almost half of them where people wanted to hear more about mental health. And um, Hope and Resilience is a group Kathy Bell has been spearheading. She might have some help this year. And uh, it just gives you those tools. Just gives you those tools to navigate that mental health journey that we're all navigating. But for some people, it's in a much more difficult spot. So that'll be there. And again, throughout the year, there may be other options with finance or marriage or parenting or something totally different. But there will be short-term groups. I'm going to skip the next one on my list and go right to mentoring. We've had men's mentoring groups the last couple of years. We have one uh, set up for this year. It's going to look a little bit different, but that's kind of set. Uh, but Lorraine Hamel and Tracy Ann Van Brink are also spearheading a pilot project for a ladies' mentor group. So this is a little different than our traditional groups. You'll be memorizing scripture, meeting a little less frequently, but you'll have homework, reading a book every month, higher accountability, and what they're looking for um, 
And they are just looking to have a group with people that will be future mentors. And uh, they'll be doing that. So if you want more information on that, just reach out to me, Todd at PathwayLife.com. I can connect you with them. Final type of group that we are encouraging and looking at this year is something we're referring to as bubble groups. But in essence, what this is, is you having a conversation with someone that's within your bubble uh, that you're already gathering with and you're already seeing and asking them, hey, would you be willing to meet up with me consistently, maybe every week, maybe every other week, whatever that looks like, so that we can discuss our faith and our life and all the things that we might discuss in a life group. Now, this will look different. It it won't be five families. It might be two families, maybe three. Um, It won't be 10 people. It might be three to five people. But the purpose is the same, that you would be in community with each other. This won't be something that's, that's tracked by pathway, but I'll certainly be a resource if you're looking for curriculum. Um, and, and this can look many different ways. Maybe for some people, you want to meet with your neighbor every Sunday morning and have a watch party, watch the worship and worship together, watch the sermon. And then after over lunch, you can discuss the contents of that sermon. Or, or perhaps um, you want to go through a right now media study and you want to do that. And maybe it's just with two friends, people already in your bubble. So that if you have health vulnerabilities or if you have reasons that you're just uncomfortable being in another group, why don't you just stay in the group you're already in? And in that group, in that context, just watch as that community happens and that spiritual growth will happen as a result. I think this can be a very different way of doing things, um, but it can be a great way to have community this year. And you don't have to sign up through us. You don't have to email me about it to say, oh, can we meet with this person or that person? Uh, We would just love, ask someone, ask someone around you that you'd like to have those real conversations. And uh, if you want to let us know, that's fantastic. We would love to know who is at least connected to someone out there. That is helpful for us. But again, we won't be doing the same attendance and different things we do in other groups, but this is an option I hope that you'll find helpful. All of this is so new. All of it's so new. The timelines are going to look different than, different than other years. We're just recalculating right now. Some of the groups, like I mentioned, are already meeting. If this bubble option, as informal as it might be, and again, the bubble groups won't be tracked by Pathway, won't be tracked by the church or anything, but we'll do our best to resource you. But those things could happen immediately. They might happen in a month. There's going to be the starting point and hope and resilience will probably happen in October, but the timelines are a little different. We're not all launching at one time this year. There's going to be details coming about some of the specific short-term groups and and how to onboard onto a new new small group that's going to be maybe a little bit smaller than previous years. We're going to have that information out to you in the next couple weeks. The one thing I did want to emphasize is we don't want people to feel like they have to commit for the entire year. We're asking you to commit for a few months. Commit to mid-December maybe that that you're going to do your best to make whatever choice that you choose work. And then honestly, we might recalculate 12 times. I hope not, (laughs) but we might recalculate 12 times between now and December. And in January, we'll just look at this with fresh eyes. Here's the thing. Throughout the year, we know we're going to be recalculating in our jobs, with school. I know a lot of people are trying to recalculate that right now. In our church, in so many ways, we're going to be recalculating. And that's okay. But I think seeking this community, even if it looks different, it's worth it in our pursuit to stir up our hearts, to create an environment where we can grow in our faith. Because 
COVID-19 or no COVID-19, meeting in a church building, not meeting in a church building. We need to grow closer to God. We need to grow in our faith and our intimacy with God. That is our priority. And we hope that some of these options will provide you that environment, that greenhouse, if you will, to help make that possible. Awesome. Thanks so much, Todd, for the message and for some of the clarification around groups. As, uh, as promised at the beginning of our service today, wanted to talk uh, a little about, about our September plan. And, and as we already mentioned, our plan is to plan one month at a time. And so we just kind of wanted to take a few minutes to outline for you, the church, kind of how we're going to be approaching these four areas in the month of September. So I want to start with Sunday G. And <laughs> what, what were you going for there? I don't know. Not to be confused with Kenny G. Uh, no, I was Sounds like s- a Christian rapper or something. I know. Sunday G. It actually does. I, I was thinking Sunday gatherings, but oh, I knew yeah. I wasn't yeah. going to be able to squeeze that in. So Sunday gatherings. And people have been wondering, what are we going to do for our Sunday gatherings? Well, the plan at this point is uh, to actually open up for our first public service on September the 13th. Yeah. Is that the right date? Yeah. September, September the 13th. September 13th. We're at Rima. Woo! It's going to be good. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, on September 13th, we're going to actually only open up one service at 10 a.m. Yeah. And the entire service will be live streamed. Yeah, it's still going to be online. So yeah. we'll have room for about 80 guests not including our volunteers and staff, um, to come and attend in person, but everyone else will be able to participate the whole service from, from at home. Yeah. Uh, so we don't want you to feel like you're missing anything. So for the month of September, one service starting on the 13th and then the next couple of weeks yeah. at 10 a.m., everyone else can watch it at home using the live stream. So that's our plan for September. Uh, when it comes to groups, uh, Todd's already communicated a lot of the details, but I would say uh, that there are sort of two kinds of groups, existing life groups that are already in community and are going to continue, you guys can start gathering anytime you want. Um, yeah, you can jump, just jump, jump right in. in. Yeah. And if you're forming some sort of a bubble group, like with family or friends who are already in your circle, and you're going to watch the service together, do questions or meet and do curriculum, like just let us know you're doing it so we know you're in community, but you can get started right away. Uh, if you're looking to join a new group, an online group, uh, any of the other kinds of ways yeah, that you might connect, group, short-term yeah. groups, all yeah. the ones that Todd mentioned, there's going to be a sign-up on September 13th. So just hold on for a couple of weeks, and we're going to make that available for you to sign up and start that process. So uh, that's how we're going to be doing yeah. September. So Andrew's our, our family pastor. Tell us about Pathway Kids and Youth Men. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let me jump in with, with Pathway Kids first. So normally we'd be launching here in September with still six environments, both services, yep. 60, 70 volunteers. Unfortunately, the regulations just don't allow churches mm. to meet, and that's we're true. also in a school, so there's different things that yeah. we're facing there. Yeah. So basically what that means is for September, we're going to continue online on YouTube with uh, with programming from toddler right through to, to grade five, yeah. uh, Path to Kids PTO, PTBO on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, and then on September 13th, we've got a back to school bash. That's going to be a, a YouTube event that, that your whole family, especially you know, parents, young kids uh, yeah. will, will want to be a part of. And there'll be more info yeah, that on that. And then we're actually moving towards in October, our hope, this is our hope, not a plan, yeah. is uh, to have an, an in-person gathering for kids, parents, and volunteers, one big family experience. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah, up to so 100 people. We'll yeah. be able to do that in the Raymond Gym, yep. like a service for parents and kids. Yeah. So we're sort of ramping up for that. Absolutely. Sounds okay, fun. And then let me jump in on uh, Quest and Drive. That's our grade 6 to 8 and grade 9 to 12 youth ministries. Yep. And uh, same thing. Normally, we'd be meeting at Rima using... 10 different breakout rooms, all that kind of thing. Uh, what we're doing is we're going to launch on September 18th. 
and that's going to be at Rima in the gym. It'll be set up kind of a similar to Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on weather, we'll have access to to the field, and uh, and there'll be physical distancing, masks, different regulations uh, to accommodate for yep. COVID, but in-person connection. It's so big. Uh, We've got a team of small group leaders all lined up for that. And then on alternating weeks, we'll be meeting uh, in small groups, small group gatherings, in host homes, alternate locations. And uh, there's going to be a lot of information coming at parents and teens for that. So the best way to to be in the loop on that is sign up to the newsletter at pathtolife.com slash newsletter. Yep. And, and then you'll be getting the recurring info on yeah, that. Yeah, if you subscribe to yeah. that, you'll be getting regular emails yeah. with information about yeah. gathering locations, dates, yeah. all that and, stuff. And for teens on Instagram at uh, PathQuest Drive. So Awesome. Yeah. And the other thing I should say, we've just thrown a lot of details at you. And uh, we wouldn't expect you to remember it all. I mean, you could just keep rewinding <laughs> the video. Maybe we get more views on YouTube. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I guess. But uh, we have created a, a short summary document that just says, here's our plan for these four areas. And you'll find that in the description link below. You can just print that off and you'll have more information there available yeah. to you. So I know that's a lot. Uh, it's our best attempt at uh, sort of laying out a plan for the month of September for our various ministries. And so uh, with that, we're going we're gonna to close the service with prayer and then turn it over to our worship team for one last song. Uh, I'd like to just pray because, I mean, we've made our plans and we've made them prayerfully, but I think it would be right to... They're God's plans, yeah. Yeah, submit yeah. this plan that we have to God yeah. um, and, and, and also to pray for the teachers and students who are going back to school. Lots of changes happening in the upcoming it's weeks. It's a crazy time. It is a crazy yeah. time. So we want to pray for protection and blessing there as well. So if you join me, let's, uh, let's close our time together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we we turn to you today. As we look at the fall season, things are not as they would normally be. And yet we see in this time an opportunity for us to move forward as church and as individuals. Lord, I pray that uh, through the upcoming month that we would be able to help people take steps in their relationship with you. Help people to take steps forward towards health and forward towards stability. God, thank you for all the staff, volunteers, parents, teachers, as everything shifts, we pray for protection and blessing. And Lord, we lift up our plans as a church to you, and we ask that you would work in them and through them, and that you would guide us uh, through this time as a church together. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Pathway Church Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, go to our website, pathwaylife.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.